Reverend Patrick and some of our staff ministers are away this week. They're in Chicago at a uh, workshop. And so we have a guest speaker this morning who I'll introduce in a moment. But before that, I'm going to do the opening prayer. So I invite you to settle into your chair, breathe, close your eyes if you like, and know with me one power, one presence, one energy, one life. I call it God. And I know that God is wholeness and love. And I know that from this place that I am also wholeness. And from wholeness I know love and joy and peace and abundance and harmony and beauty and on and on and on. I have it all within and without me. And I know that each person here sitting to my left, to my right, behind and in front also has all of these wonderful qualities within them. And so I know from this place that I can choose in this moment to live today from this place. Every thought, every action, every word I speak can be done from this place of wholeness and love and I can carry it with me through everything that I do. And it feels good. And so I give thanks for this knowing, this understanding, and for I thanks in advance for a wonderful day that is beginning from this moment forward. And I release this treatment, this prayer, into the law where it is already known. And I invite you to say with me, and so it is. So our speaker this morning is someone that most of you know. It's someone that, who's attended our center for at least 10 years. He tells me he's very immersed in the teaching, and I think he's a great speaker and a very funny man. Please help me welcome to the stage, Wayne Lee. Well, thank you very much for having me. I uh, had no idea what I was going to be talking about today. Uh, but I already had a, a trial run, so now that I did the first service, I'm like, hey, I think I, I, I'm getting this. Uh, but in all, in all honesty, I got to admit that I was just going to come here and, and just go under the, the guideline of be of service. And for those of you that don't know me, I have done a hypnosis show for the past 18 years. And some of you may have actually been at one of those shows. So if you have been at one of those shows, just put up your hand so we know. Okay, fantastic. Uh, if you haven't, put up your hand. Okay, you will be in two weeks. Uh, how many of you have actually been hypnotized? Wasn't that a good feeling? Say yes. Yes. <laughs> Today I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, hypnosis, what it is, what it isn't. Uh, but how it parallels, not even just parallels, but how it dovetails to the teachings here at the center. Hypnosis has some connotations, or should I say negative connotations, in terms of what people think it is. Um, and, and the typical response is that when I'm doing a lot of corporate events, I tend to travel all over. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to Nova Scotia, and then at the end of the week I'll be in North Carolina. So this is the, t and it doesn't matter where I'm at, but I'm doing a corporate event, and this is what it looks like. I'll be meeting and greeting people, kind of to warm them up to get on stage to do funny things. Now, just let, let you in on a little secret. People don't need hypnosis to do funny things. But hypnosis kind of gives them that, that uh, permission, that permission to come out of their shell, let go of fear and inhibition, which is the one thing that stops us, and then they perform like the champion they are. So I'm meeting people, and I'll go to shake their hand, and I'll introduce myself. I say, I'm Wayne Lee, the hypnotist, and no word of a lie, this is what they do. 
don't look at me. Get away. So they get a little freaked out, a little scared, and I got to tell them a little bit of what, what it is. And really, all hypnosis is is a state of mind where you are accepting a suggestion non-critically. Another way to put it is that uh, when you get hypnotized, you're always aware. You just don't care. And some people at the corporate events are like, that's like drinking, isn't it? <laughs> Without the hangover, there's lots of great feelings. Uh, I'm going to tell you the story about how I got into hyp hypnosis because a lot of people ask that question. And there's a point to it in regards to how it can relate to you and how it's going to be able to pro help you program your GPS. Now, if you're wondering what the, your GPS is, your GPS is your subconscious mind. It's really what holds your beliefs, your habits, and you don't have to think about it. You just automatically react. How many of you have a few bad habits? Okay. So good news is that you can change those habits just by reprogramming your GPS so you can go in a different destination, hit a different uh, destination by continually programming yourself to think different thoughts. And it usually takes 30 days just to gain that habit. Uh, and how I all learned about this was when I was watching a hypnosis show. The most amazing thing happened. This was 20 some odd years ago. I was a school teacher teaching junior high and high school. And my girlfriend and I were out in a nightclub watching a hypnosis show. Now the show that you'll see in a couple weeks, um, uh, similar, but the nightclub show, more risque. So all these people are doing these really weird and wacky things on stage. And two things are going through my mind. First, it is fascinating. Now, how many, you've seen the show, you know that it's fascinating. And to this day, I still think it's fascinating. But the other thing that was going through my mind is, is it real? Because it's hard to believe. So it wasn't until the hypnotist gave a suggestion that he got everybody to think they lost their belly buttons that I started to believe. Because they went out off the stage area, went into the audience looking for their belly buttons in your clothes, <laughs> deeply in your clothes. And I am laughing my head off. Uh, my stomach was hurting. I was laughing so hard. I turn and look at my girlfriend, and she was looking for her belly button. <laughs> she was right next to me in the audience. And I thought, this is powerful stuff. And I thought there was something real about it because she wouldn't have just acted that. She got into it. So then at the end of the show, the turning point was this. The hypnotist got everybody on stage to fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. Danced with everybody up on stage, and then he looked at my girlfriend and did this with that kind of eye. And she was like a deer in headlights and danced with the hypnotist. That was the turning point. I said to myself, when I learn how to do that, I'll do it all the time. Some of you guys can relate to that. So then I was intrigued to pick up every book, watch every video, watch all the hypnotists. Um, and, and some people ask me the question, what happened to that girlfriend? Did you, did you marry her? No, the other hypnotist did. Okay, that's not true, that part. But it would have made a good part of the story, yes. The time period was where the internet really wasn't prevalent, and I just had to read everything I could, watch everything I did. And a lot of the teachings I realized were very much the teachings from the, from the Center for Spiritual Living here, in terms of uh, Joseph Murphy, the power of your subconscious, Finis Quimby, in terms of the, the, um, the teachings that go way back, hundreds of years ago. And it really is the basis of what hypnosis is. Um, after doing a number of shows now, I think in the 18 years, I've lost count, but it's three, 4,000 shows, hypnotizing over 30,000 people. And I'm very proud to say that only six people have never woken up, so we're, we're good there. Okay, because if you're not laughing at that, that was a joke, okay? Uh, everybody wakes up. And uh, I went back to that first show and I thought, what if hypnosis was just somebody giving somebody a suggestion and them acting upon it as if it is real? And I can 
well, validate that and, and adamantly say that that's exactly what hypnosis is. Nothing more, nothing less. But it's what we do in our lives every day. The thoughts that we think, geez, I feel good, I'm excited, I can do that, this is what I want, and I'm going to go out and do it, or I can't do it, I'll try, uh, I want this, but all of those thoughts, every single one, the words that are making up those thoughts, really is how you're hypnotizing yourself. So it's not just me hypnotizing people on stage, it's what you're doing every day. And that is what's programming your GPS. And it's always precise. And I'm going to give you just kind of a little rundown. First of all, your GPS, your subconscious mind, is programmed from your conscious, what you're saying every day to yourself. However, if you're not aware of it, it's just the programs that you've taken on from other people. You can't do things, maybe you can, who you are, who you're not. And once you start believing into it, you are running those automatic programs. And in order to get a different result, you have to have a different program. You have to think differently. Uh, let's switch gears here a little bit. Uh, how many of you believe in magic? Okay, a few of you do. What's your first name, sir? Give Daniel a big round of applause as he comes to the stage. <laughs> Daniel, had, you had no choice in coming up here because that was a hypnotic suggestion, right? Yeah, I assumed that you were coming up. Okay. Uh, Thanks for coming up, Daniel. So you believe in magic. Magic is very ambiguous in terms of that it can mean lots of different things. For me, magic is really our soul essence of who we really are. And, and, and when we're tapping into that and we're in alignment with that, we get to manifest any goal into creation. Now, if you didn't catch that, that's a, an acronym, manifest any goal into creation. Pretty cool? Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, Daniel, you play cards at all? Uh, a little bit of poker. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so I'm going to get you to think of a card in a deck of cards. Just think of a card right now. Got it? Okay. I'm going to get you to hold my mic in a moment, okay? Most people think of the ace of spades or the queen of hearts. Did you? No. See, you did. It makes me look good. Okay. Then you're special. That's why. Good way, special. Yes. So uh, what did you think of? Uh, nine of hearts. That's what I thought of, too. <laughs> they don't believe that. Okay, take my mic. The card that I was thinking... It's the card that I reversed in the deck so you believe. Because, you know, people need to see it to believe it. Okay. So you said the nine of hearts? Yes. Okay. You'll never forget this. Okay. There's a card in here. Only one. Take that out. Flip it over. Show yourself. And then show everybody else. Ta-da! <laughs> Daniel, you did awesome. Now, are you coming to the show in a, in a couple weeks or just under a couple weeks? Yes. <laughs> Not only are you coming, but you get a free ticket because you were up here. Give him a big round of applause. We're going to get you a free ticket back there, okay? No, it's on the 13th. October 13th. Yes, yes. Even if he wasn't able to come, I'd say, yes, you're coming now. Forget everything else you're doing. Now, maybe that's just a simple card trick that I've been doing for years to kind of excite people and captivate their imaginations. Or maybe, just maybe, it has to do with the power of thought. What if somebody could think a thought and then... That thought influences somebody else. Call it persuasion, call it influence. And it just not only transfers from you in terms of what you do in your life, but you influence other people. Call it leadership. The thoughts that you think generate a response because every thought and emotion creates a physical response. It is true. Every thought and emotion creates a physical response. So in programming your GPS, I'll quickly go over at the end the three steps to program your GPS, which spells the acronym GPS. And if you're confused... I love acronyms, that's what I do. I create it, so GPS is goal setting, pretending, which is just seeing it in your mind's eye, and then, which is the most important part, the S is the stress managing, your feelings. Because guess what is the voice of your GPS? Your emotions. 
Anytime you feel good, you are, help me out here, are you on course or off course when you feel good? You're on course. You're moving in that direction, live, in charge. You're going in that direction. People, places, things, events, opportunities, and ideas come to you as if by magic. But you're the magic. That's who you are. That's who you are. So if you're feeling bad, are you on course or off course? Off course. Some of the things that are letting us know that we're off course is frustration, fear, anxiety, depression. Whatever it is, it's just a word that signifies how we really feel, which is held in our body. The battery, the charge, the juice that flows through us. And that means, whether you agree with this or not, that in order to get better results, we just have to feel good. Would you not agree? Not always so easy, right? Because of all the negative programs that we have here. But it's a blessing that we have those negative programs. Some of you are going, no, it isn't. (laughs) Stress is not my friend. But it is, because how else would you know that you're off course? It's telling you that you're off course, so you pick a better thought. You maybe move your body a little differently, and you feel better. The one message that I say in my show, if there is a message besides the entertainment, would be this. Most people feel bad for no good reason. Why not feel good for no good reason? And then you perform better, and you also project out a certain vibration, a certain energy, whatever you want to call it, so you attract that back. And it's amazing. So it's very important to pretend, to dream, to wish, to whatever you want to call it, like a little kid, as if you've already achieved it. And you get the the chills, you feel good. And then the really important part is that stress management part, because how many of you ever had a bad day? Yep, we all have. And uh, it's not the bad days that count, because you're going to get them and some maybe bad news for you, you're going to get a lot more. It's how you deal with those bad days. Because when you put yourself out there and you risk, you're putting it all out there. Whether you're on a stage talking to people or you're doing something that you really fear, you're, you're expanding, you're stretching. And those things that come to you in terms of forms of bad days are really blessings as well in terms of, hey, I can handle this and I can move on. Because you always can. But it's learning how to do that. So with that being said, I'm going to go to the first part of your GPS, goal setting. And I didn't mention what the map of your GPS is, and this is very important. The map of your GPS is your imagination. It allows you to see the future before you've even achieved it. So you've got this brilliant voice, which are your your emotions. You're either on or off course. And then you have this map, which allows you to change course. Your imagination. You get to see what you want before you've even achieved it. And then boom, bam, shazam. It starts coming to you. Shazam's my dog, so I like to use his name. And before we get into goal setting and pretending, I want to uh, go through just uh, an exercise exercise, because I think this experience or experiential stuff is really cool when you experience it yourself. So for all of you, I want you to do this. Um, In a moment, your fingers are going to come together because you're going to imagine there's magnets in there between your fingers. So I want you just to interlock your hands together. Keep your index fingers a good two to three inches apart and extend your arms like this. Put your fingers together, rub them together because you'll feel some heat energy. Everything's energy. And then extend your hands like this, or or your fingers. Now look at the space between your fingers. Just look at the space, but listen to me. I want you to right now, to picture and imagine that there's two magnets on the tips of your fingers. On the count of three, you'll picture and imagine there's two magnets tugging and pulling, pulling and tugging. I haven't even counted to three, and look at your fingers already coming together. One focusing in, two feeling the pull, and three. Picture and imagine two magnets tugging and pulling and pulling and tugging, tugging your fingers together. The more you look at that space, the smaller that space is getting. Your fingers are pulling together, tugging together, coming together, coming together, closing together, and freeze. Good. Now, because you all followed along, give yourselves a big round of applause just for doing that. 
couple things I noticed, and I do, again, thousands of shows, and I've seen uh, many different groups, but, but very, very similar responses. So some of you, your fingers didn't come together, some of the guys. And they're probably thinking this, there's no way he's going to hypnotize me today. And that's called resistance. You have a thought, a, a contrasting thought with, say, your subconscious of just programming it in there. Because your, your subconscious acts like a computer. It, it is non-critical. You just, whatever you put in there, it accepts as truth. And then some of you, your fingers went like this. You're like, wow. You excited your imagination by just merely imagining it with the map of your GPS. You imagine it and your fingers came together. So now we're going to do one more. And for some of you, I guarantee you, some of you will not be able to unlock your hands. You will not be able to unlock your hands because you believe they're crazy glued. And although we know that there's no crazy glue in here, your hands won't come apart. It's amazing and fascinating. And there's a point to it. So interlock your hands together. Keep your hands locked tight and extend them like this. Look at this. Look at your hands. And just picture and imagine that there's two capsules of crazy glue in your hands. And those crazy glue capsules, well, they contain the strongest, most bonding, adhesive stuff in the world. This glue will keep your hands together. And I want you just to imagine and picture that those crazy glue capsules are now starting to dissolve. So they're spreading out the surface area of your hands. And as you're locking tighter, sticking, locking, locking tighter, on the count of three, I want you to picture and imagine they become locked tight. Get them locked tight. And the more you try to take your hands apart, the more you will not be able to get your hands apart. They'll be locked so tight, so absolutely stuck. The more you try, the more you will not be able to get them apart. One, sticking tight. Two, they're even tighter now. And now, three. The more you try to take your hands apart, the more you will not be able to. Give them an honest try people. The more you try, the more you will not be able to. Some of you, I guarantee you, you will not be able to get your hands apart. If you can't get your hands apart, put your arms up like this. See, there's some of you, right? Okay. And your first name is? Christine. Christine. Everybody can put their hands uh, down and they can unlock their hands. Except you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can... <laughs> Christine. Okay, you can unlock your hands. Except Christine. Christine, was there crazy glue in your hands? Yeah. Because you imagined it? Yes, yes. You just imagined it. That's the source of everything, the imagination. It's a creative force. Ah, but really, did we put crazy glue capsules in your head? No, you didn't. But you were so fascinated that it was, it happened. Now let your hands come apart. It was interesting, wasn't it? Point taken. Sometimes we have a wish, we have a dream, we have a fascination, something, call it an aspiration. And then we're very quick to dismiss it by saying it can't do it. But if you truly believe it's there, it becomes your reality. Call it your hands locked together, or you can do, you can have, you can be your wish, your dream, your aspiration, which is totally fascinating because it all just starts as thought. Yes, you'll be at the show two weeks from now. <laughs> and did I mention everybody gets their clothes back at the end of the show? <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> okay, it's not that type of show, but you'll be able to trade with other people. I don't know. So... I'm going to go through the three steps really quickly here. Uh, but the first step is that you have to be setting goals. G is the setting goals. And some of you are setting goals all the time, which is great. You know what? It actually takes, um, to get out of bed in the morning, you have to set a goal. You have to say to yourself, I'm going to get out of the bed in the morning. Some people don't make that goal. <laughs> they just sit in there and they're there for hours. Uh, but goals, as boring as they sound, they are something that is the first step to programming your subconscious for programming in your desired destination. It'll calculate the route from where you are to where you want to be and it'll always let you know that you're on course because of how you feel. So I did learn hypnosis a long time ago after I picked up all those books but I really learned hypnosis in grade 10. I didn't call it hypnosis, I didn't even know it was hypnosis but I had set a goal for myself in the sport of amateur wrestling 
Any, any of you uh, know about amateur wrestling? How about WWF? Have you seen WWF? Yeah, it is not that sport, okay. <laughs> the World Championships just took place in Sherwood Park, the Women's World Championships. Absolutely amazing because women weren't even in the sport when I was in the sport. I took my kids out there. They were fascinated. Um, more with the mascot because my kids are only four and ten months. However, that was my sport. And in grade 10, I set a goal for myself. The goal was this, to make it into the finals of the Canadian Amateur Wrestling Championships. Now, that was a bold goal for me because I'd only been in the sport for two years and I, I had not competed at that level. But I picked that goal for whatever reason. And every day I had a particular saying or mantra or program, and this was it. I'm going to make it into the finals. I'm going to make it into the finals. So I said that day in and day out. Uh, throughout the whole year, I won matches, I lost matches, and then finally I get to the national championships. So I'm going to put you in my place. You're at the national championships, you wrestle your first three matches, and you win. Yes! You're excited, you're stoked. And you got one more match to make it into the finals. This would be the one where if you win this one, you would achieve your goal. So you're wrestling somebody a lot stronger and a lot more experienced than you, and you get into your stance. Whistle blows, it goes for a full five minutes. It's a three-all tie. Sudden death overtime, but you got a minute with your coach, and to this day you have no idea what your coach said, because all you're thinking is, I'm gonna make it to the finals, I'm gonna make it to the finals. You're programming yourself. You get back on the mat, whistle blows, you go out of bounds with your opponent, you get back on the mat, and your hand is raised. Yes! You just got into the finals, you achieved your goal. For whatever reason, you got your point because you were in control out of bounds. The next day, you're going for the gold medal, and guess what? You lose. Now, here is the punchline, because that's not the punchline. The punchline is this, is that the person that you lost to in the finals, that person lost to the person that you beat to get into the finals. And you just realized what you did. Every day, you said to yourself, I'm going to make it into the finals, I'm going to make it into the finals, and you did exactly that. Now, it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, that was good, getting in the finals. But you also know you could, have, you could have done better because of your programming. So my question to you is, what are your gold medals? Just something to think about. What are your gold medals? The people that you want to meet in life, the health that you want to have, the money that you want to contribute and have yourself, and all those things, you know, health, being your ideal weight, uh, you're attracting your ideal mate or losing the one you're with right now. Whatever you want, you have to start programming it in. And I think the challenge is that people are just setting low goals and hitting those goals instead of setting really big goals and getting them to stretch because that will help you stretch expand. My big dream was to make the Olympics. I never made the Olympics. I was very disappointed. However, it got me to stretch to become a person where it could take the discipline, determination, and I could apply it to other things like following my passion of what I'm doing now. So with that in mind, once you set goals, there's actually a couple words that if you take them out of your vocabulary, you will program yourself in a more positive way. Is it, Christina, is it? Yeah, the way that I got you to, to keep your hands locked too, not only to imagine it, but you, using the words try and can't. The more you try, the more you can't. Try is a negative programming word that will keep you actually from doing it. So use do it. And the other one is can't. If you can't, you can't do it. There's always a way. So those are two words. Now, before you leave today, if you want to know those three steps and uh, be able to remember them and have a place to set a goal, I have an orange postcard that is back there, and that postcard will uh, be something you can use every day. It's just got the three steps. It's also, you can go to my website and download a free program. So that's that. Uh, 
pretending, picturing, imagining, that's also very important to do, is to think about your dreams and goals and feel as though you've achieved them. But I think the most important part is the stress managing. What I do is I teach a, a little simple exercise to teach people how to feel good upon command. Uh, if you do come to the show, I will take all of you through that, and that's a really fun way just to feel good by thinking of a color and putting your hand to your heart. Because again, most people feel bad for no good reason. But I will end it this way. One of the most influential people in my life was my mom. She gave me a magic kit in, I think, kindergarten, grade one, somewhere in there, and it has always had an effect on me. And I think the people in our lives uh, and the people that uh, we build relationships with is really what it's all about. It's about contribution. It's about what we can give. And my mom gave me this amazing, influential experience of magic. And I'll share it with you. And some of you have seen it, but it's all about the bringing the little kid out of us. Uh, Daniel, because you were such a great volunteer, come on up. Let's give him up by her again. He's going to hold my mic. Hey, Daniel. I'm going to bring out something here, and I'll, I'll get you to hold my mic. So you're going to help me with this, okay? Okay. Excellent. So I have the labyrinth. Here you go. So I've got the labyrinth right here. It is what you're all sitting on right now, if you didn't know. The labyrinth right there. It means different things to many people, but it's traditionally, um, you know, eternity, the circle, uh, never-ending, the uh, maze of life, lots of great things. And um, sometimes we just don't see the vibrant colors there. But there's a color red. Well, what's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Blue. So we've got some blue. So just uh, pick some blue out of the air and throw it in, like as if it was a piece of silk. Use your map, the imagination, Daniel. Good. Okay, what are some other colors? Just say them out there. Perfect. I felt them all come into the uh, labyrinth. I'm going to make a nice little pocket there and make a nice little hole, a space to create the magic. When I snap my fingers, you get to blow on that. Hey, don't suck on it. Blow. Okay, good. Now, when I snap my fingers, we, that was the first part of magic, the breath. Magic in and of itself. When I snap my fingers, you get to say the magical words. Remember, words are powerful. They're important. And the words that you say with conviction and confidence will produce magic. So when I snap my fingers, say, abracadabra. One, two, three. Abracadabra. Cool. Do you know why I snap my fingers? It just looks good. Okay. And. Ta-da! Okay. You can pick up any magic kit and you learn how to do that. Sometimes people get some vibrant colors in life, and that's great, but sometimes people get things that they don't like. So as, as, as making things appear, sometimes all we have to do is make those things that we don't like disappear. Right? So you get to blow on that again. And on the count of three, you get to say those vibrant, powerful, confident words. Abracadabra. One, two, three. Abracadabra. Ta-da! Question for Daniel. So where, where do you keep your magic? Where do you think you keep your magic? Um, inside. Inside. Yes. Yeah. Same place I keep my magic. Ta-da! Come and, come and see me in back. I got a, a book for you as well. Give Daniel another big round of applause. Well, again, if you want 
pick that up at the, at the back there. As well as, uh, I do have another event besides uh, next week. It's going to be, uh, I should say, the 13th of October. If you, if you haven't thought about coming, I had somebody come up at the end of uh, today's service, and they said, I wasn't going to come up or go to the show, but now I am. And I said, that's because I'm a hypnotist, and I planted those suggestions. In all seriousness, uh, it is a ton of fun. If you've never seen the show, uh, you're in for a treat. And if you have seen the show, there's some different things. We always get different people. So please come. All the proceeds, all the proceeds go back into the center here. So it's a wonderful cause. And uh, I also wanted to say that I have another amazing event where all the speakers donate their time. Reverend Patrick was part of this last year. It's called Empowering Edmonton. And there's uh, six or seven speakers on the roster. We also have um, amazing, uh, Martin Kerr is going to be, also doing his, uh, his amazing talents with his, his singing. And so please, if you're interested, just pick up a postcard as well. Uh, besides that, if you're not a member here, well, I've been for the last 10 years, and the one or two words that I could really describe this place is uh, spiritual nourishment with friends, family, and community, and it's awesome. And I'm just very grateful that I've been able to share my message here with you today. And I thank you very much.